Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you um, putting forth some time and effort to listen to the podcast. And I put forth some time and effort to try to study for the podcast so we'll come together and grow spiritually. I want to be on the topic today of Christian liberty. Christian liberty. And um, as we look at the word liberty, the word liberty very simply means freedom. It means freedom. But as a Christian, we don't have freedom to just live any way we want to live. And um, we need to realize that it's not freedom to sin, but it's a freedom from sin. The reason a man, woman, boy, or girl gets saved is not so that they can live in sin, but it's so that they can be free from the, from the grip that sin had on their life, from the destructive force that it seemed to be in their life. And what happened was when they got saved, they got set at liberty. They got set free. That's what liberty means is freedom. And um, we need to realize that as we try to live our life, that we're not saved to sin, but we're saved from sin. Now, the word liberty is used in the Bible 27 times. And so it's not as if this was something that's a small study. You can actually spend probably three or four more hours studying the subject after you finish the podcast. But it has proven to be a very good and useful study in trying to live the Christian life. So let's start off with our first verse tonight, and that'll be in the book of Galatians chapter number five. The book of Galatians chapter number five. The Bible says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Here, Paul is writing to the Galatian church, and he's telling them, look, you are at liberty but stand fast in that liberty. Be, be very vigilant about the liberty that you have so that you're not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Because even after you've been saved, even after you have liberty in your life, you can still make a mistake and choose wrong and go back into sin. And he's saying, he made us free from sin. Don't be entangled again with that yoke of bondage. Don't go and put yourself back under the bondage of sin. You're free. You're at liberty. Romans chapter 6 and verses 1 and 2. The book of Romans chapter 6 and verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Paul asked the question here in verse number 1. In verse number 2, he answers the question, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? We're not to live in sin once we've been set at liberty. It's, it's forbidden of God. God died because of sin. Jesus died because of sin. Jesus died to pay the sin debt. Jesus died to set us free from sin, to set us at liberty from sin. He has no desire for us to go back into sin. And unfortunately, in the day and age that we live in, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that take the Bible so far out of context, it's, it's really sad, but what they do is they make it where somebody, especially a new convert or somebody who's not really grounded in the Word of God, they'll let them entertain those sinful practices that they once entertained before they were saved, and they end up falling back into the same mess that they were in before salvation. No, dear friend, no, no, that's not how it works. Once you're saved, you don't continue in sin. It's forbidden of God to go back in that direction. You're a brand new creature in Christ. You're set at liberty. But with that liberty, it's a freedom from sin, not a freedom to sin. 
John chapter 8 and verse number 32. The Bible says this, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Of course, here we're asking, how do we how do we get how do we get to liberty? How can we experience the freedom? Knowing the truth, Book of John, chapter eight and verse thirty-two, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The word of God will make you free. Yield unto the word of God will give you freedom from sin. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior will give you freedom from sin, and you'll be set at liberty. But it's Christian liberty, a liberty to live unto God, not to live unto sin. And then I want to go through the book of Romans chapter number six. So if you have your Bible, you can turn to the book of Romans chapter number six. And I want to start reading in verse number six, the book of Romans chapter six and verse number six. And we're going to kind of go down through here and expound these verses and try to pull a few things out about Christian liberty so that it'll help us to live closer to God. And we'll begin our reading in verse number six. The Bible says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So what happened? We, our old man should be crucified with Christ so that we don't have to serve sin. Sin caused us pain, anguish, and heartache. Christ gives us freedom and liberty but it's not a liberty to entertain sin. It's a freedom from sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if he be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, saying, just like Christ, likewise, reckon ye yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're at liberty, but we're not at liberty to sin. Verse number 12, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members, as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. This liberty allows us to live righteously for God, to take our body and use it for the glory of God, to take our talents that we possess and use them for the glory of God. It's liberty it's liberty. We're free because we've been saved, but we're not free just to live any way we want to live and expect that God is just going to overlook that. He died on a cross to set us free from sin. He did not die on a cross so that we could be saved and then continue to live in sin. Verse number 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Sin is not going to control our lives. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin? Paul asked the question, shall we continue to sin? What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. He said it again. It's forbidden of God. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, 
His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. You can live either way, but sin is going to produce death, and obedience will produce life. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, past tense, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Not a servant of sin anymore, but now a servant of God to live righteously. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanliness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. After you're saved, you do not continue to live in iniquity. You live unto righteousness, which produces holiness in your life. For when we were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. When a sinner is committing sin, he's not living right. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. Had, had the lost person continued in sin, it would have produced death in their life. But they came to Christ, got saved, were free from sin, and now they have liberty as a Christian. Verse 22, But now being made free from sin and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. A brand new life. The life of a Christian is not a life of bondage. It's a life of liberty. But with that liberty comes a responsibility not to live in sin, but to be free from sin. The book of Psalms, chapter 119. Psalm 119 in verses 44 and 45. So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever. This is what the psalmist is saying. He said, I'm going to keep the law of God forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. He's keeping the law of God, and you know what he's doing? He's walking in Christian liberty. He's living right, he's enjoying his life, and he's living for God, seeking the precepts of God. Precepts are nothing more than the law of God. That is how God designed us to live after we were saved. Liberty from sin not liberty to sin, a freedom that allows us to go where we want to go, but with boundaries that keeps us from going where we would be hurt. 1 Peter chapter 2 in verse number 16. 1 Peter chapter 2 in verse number 16. As free, there's that liberty, free, freedom, as free, and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Now, here's an, interesting, here's an interesting concept when you think about it. Peter is sitting here telling us, yes, you're free. Yes, you're at liberty. But do not use that liberty for a cloak of maliciousness. Now, a cloak would be an outer garment. We could say just a jacket, maybe in 2021. That's what we would refer to a cloak as. It, it, I think that would be a good application. But he said a cloak of maliciousness, and maliciousness is wickedness. 
but as the servants of God. So I'm not supposed to, as a Christian, sit there and say, well, I'm at liberty and I'm living under God. I'm free. I can do whatever I want to, but then I've got this that is okay for me to do. No, that's my cloak of maliciousness. And Peter's saying, you should not. The Word of God's saying, you should not live that way. You should live clean and holy and upright, bringing praise and honor and glory to God. Because you are set at liberty, but the liberty is a boundary to keep you from the sin. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Look at that word occasion there in the book of Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 13. And this seems to be the way as if the gospel is promoted by some people, that it's okay to occasionally have a drink of wine. It's okay to occasionally commit immorality. It's okay to occasionally live a lascivious life. But the book of Galatians tells us not use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh. That doesn't mean that what we need to live like is, well, we'll go to church and we'll live right 90% of the time. But you know, over here, I've got that 10% of time, my occasion to the flesh that I kind of I kind of entertain occasionally, and I put my cloak of maliciousness on, and occasionally I'll deal with some fleshly thing just to just to live in sin because I'd still like sin and I, I want to sin. No, no, that's not how you're supposed to live. That's not Christian liberty. What you're doing is you're frustrating the grace of God that way. You're saying, well, I'm saved. Now I can live however I want to. No, you got saved so you wouldn't live however you wanted to because the reason we got saved was because we were bringing hurt and turmoil and pain to our lives. But once we got saved, we were set at liberty. We experienced freedom. But that liberty has boundaries in it. It doesn't allow us to every now and then put on a cloak of maliciousness. It does not allow us an occasion to the flesh. Instead, we're supposed to live unto righteousness and unto holiness, praising and worshiping the God of heaven. Romans chapter 12 and verse number 1. Romans chapter 12, and we'll read verses 1 and 2. This is what Paul said, I beseech you, he's urging He's urging them. That's what beseech means. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's living in Christian liberty not being conformed to the world, renewing your mind, transforming your life, and proving what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That is Christian liberty. 1 John chapter 2 in verse number 15. The book of 1 John chapter 2 in verse number 15. The Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Christian liberty is what he's talking about. He's saying, hey, don't don't fall in love with this world. The world's going to pass away. Don't worry about the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eyes or the pride of life. No, you worry about doing the will of God. You, you do have liberty. 
But that liberty does not allow you an occasion to sin. It allows you to be free from sin so that you can serve God. It's a Christian life. It's Christian liberty. But inside of that liberty, there's boundaries where we as Christians still don't need to go. And outside those boundaries is that cloak of maliciousness and that occasion to the flesh that in no way is justified just because we're saved. No, we're supposed to live unto righteousness and unto holiness unto God. Thank you again for joining us for the Biblical Principles Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can submit them to us by email. The email is biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Thank you and have a wonderful evening. <music>